Welcome to What the Fuck If. What's up, y'all? Welcome to What the Fuck If. This is Rain Coleman, the host with the most and all the good ghosts. I don't know. <laughs> this is the Carefree Black Nerd review over the Disney and the Marvel's What If series. We're in season two and we're on episode five. If you want to hit me up, do that shit over there on Twitter and on TikTok at Carefree Blurred, on IG and YouTube at Carefree Black Nerd. In episode five, what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? Now, he was a town stomping all up and through this motherfucker. So what I will say is, you guys know that I did not finish season one. The Watcher mentioned in this episode that he does not do sequels, uh, except for this exception. Peggy Carter is the baddest bitch alive, and she the one who going to reunite the nation. Oh, some shit he said. So I'm assuming that this is a carryover from one of the episodes in season one, and so I really truly may have to go back and rewatch season one but that being said we get uh peggy carter and we kind of sort of get the winter soldier remixed version where we do have nat and we have peggy and they're working together as a team and i honestly thoroughly enjoyed this like we got this super soldier strong woman from uh a woman lost in time and then we got this asian one i mean excuse me we have scarlett johansson <laughs> <laughs> and she, they actually had really good chemistry and I would not mind seeing them together. Now I'm not certain. I, I don't know. I'm thinking we may get something in the next couple phases. If not, you know, the next, I don't know something because Peggy is being featured very heavily. So maybe we'll get something with her live action or what if it's just going to turn into what if Peggy Carter did X, Y, and Z kudos. So, what I do like about this is that we have Peggy as what we see as the Captain uh, Captain America character. And then we have Bucky who aged in real time and he became an old man and he is a senator. And then we have Steve who is in the Hydra Stomper suit and having Peggy come to terms with the fact that he is alive and that he's being controlled by whoever. And seeing an older Bucky who aged in real time and was able to just exist, I, I think that's where the fun comes in. And that's pretty much with what if in general, but being able to see some of your favorite characters in a different version of themselves. And though neither one of them, Bucky, Cap, or Peggy, are my favorites, they're not anywhere near the top of my list, I still enjoyed seeing them. I'll say for me personally, Peggy Carter and the What If universe is what I enjoy. I didn't watch her whole series. I think I watched an episode or two and it's not bad. It just wasn't for me. I've been contemplating, considering, thinking about doing a Marvel rewatch in chronological order and just kind of hitting every show and every movie. But it's also like, who the fuck has the time? That's definitely a what the fuck if episode right there. What the fuck if Rain Coleman finishes the entire MCU chronologically? Let me know if that's something you want to hear is me ranting about that. So we kind of get a... We kind of get a Tony versus Cap and Bucky situation. And it's... I don't know. I don't know. I know that they're limited in time because it was only like 20 something minutes. But there was a moment where 
uh, Nat and Peggy escaped this ship after the the um, Hydra Stumper blew it up, and then we cut to the next scene, and they're in the presence of Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson, and they're going back and forth, and him and Howard Peggy and and Nick are going back and forth, and he's like. That shit is a rumor. You know what the fuck you talking about? She like, I saw that man. I saw his face. And they're doing this back and forth. And then it's revealed that the red room is the handlers behind the Hydra Stomper. And how Nat is, she looks a little guilty. And then she explains, like, hey, yeah, that's what it is. And Peggy's like, you, you fucking knew this shit, How You knew this? You stay here in my face while I ate my salad and you knew this? And that's like, man, I want to break your heart twice. And that, honestly, I feel her there. I feel her there. Uh, especially if everybody in their mama thinks that Steve in the Hydra Stumper outfit, uniform, robot suit is dead. Like, he's not him. Um, I think this was a good twist on the Winter Soldier storyline that we had before. And honestly, I would like... I wouldn't be mad at, even if it was just like animated style, like four or five episodes of Peggy hunting, not hunting, but searching for Steve. So this is in New York, I believe. Yeah. And then we end up with, first of all, hold up, let's, let's run this back. Peggy was getting her ass whooped and she was kicking it like the, I, I've seen cartoon violence, I've seen live action violence, I've seen real life violence, so this isn't shocking, but I don't know if I'm just impressed with what if in general or if it was this particular episode or what, but I'm having this like reaction to the fights. Because um, remember you guys when I was when I watched the Nebula episode and I was like, they're whooping her ass and she's a cyborg and I'm sure she feels some sort of pain, but it was like they were hitting her with electric staffs. It almost looked like they was whipping her and it was just a whole thing. This, I didn't have the same kind of visceral reaction, but I had a reaction to this. The animators are doing their fucking job because a lot of them hits I felt. Peggy and Nat were getting their ass beat and they was returning it tenfold. When... Peggy was trying to get to the uh, Hydra Stomper and to essentially reason with Steve when everyone else is like, oh no, he's not real, he's dead, that's just the robot, whatever. She, and she got through to, uh, to him a couple of times, but man, the beating that she put on this motherfucker and the beating that he put on her, I was like, this is damn good. This is freaking good, um, good choreography. And... The only thing, because, you know, I got to find something every episode. One of the only things that, that was like, what? Was a little frustrating is that Peggy has the vibranium shield. And I understand how that works. So the shield itself is not an issue. But I was thinking in the midst of all, because there were tons of bullets in this entire episode from start to finish. Nobody thought to shoot this woman in her legs. Like, the shield... It's only so big. I'd say it's big enough to cover her torso and maybe stop at her right above her waist. And if she held it right in the, in the middle of her, uh, her upper body, it'd stop maybe right, either probably right at her waist and then also maybe right at her nose. So like that's, that's the length it looks like to me. Nobody thought to take out this woman's knees and the way everybody was shooting everywhere. I was like, somebody, 
Somebody should be getting shot by their own team just by accident. Because ain't no way all you motherfuckers is this precise, but you not precise enough to get that woman in her damn knees. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> so, that wasn't a huge issue and it didn't take me out. I was like, God damn, she is really whooping. And when the storm buster was whooping her at the only thing I could think of, they are getting you, sister. They are getting you, sister. <laughs> they just whooping your ass. So, um, this episode for me was really good but you know i'm a true crime mystery fanatic so i love to figure out the mystery and try to figure out stuff before it happens on screen and this one i'll say i kind of figured the twist not twist one of the one of the twists um and i'll get to that in a minute but i will say to the credit of the show i was so invested on the interpersonal stuff that the twist though i assumed it it wasn't in the forefront of my mind so when they peggy and that got steve in his storm hydra hydra buster stump, stumper uh uniform and flew off to some place in russia that not even shield knows about where i guess that's where nat goes and retires or whatever so they're sitting up talking and they're pretty much like hey we got to go after the red room because if this if they're controlling steve and if we take him out of that suit he dies they have to know how to reverse this shit and he woke up and was like oh i can take you i was like hmm this feels like a setup. So he lets them trail him. They go back to the red room and they have this like American suburban 1940s like neighborhood. And it's so eerie. It's very uncanny valley the way a lot of these like robots look. And I know that it's all animated, but I think they did a good job at selling that odd, ugly and ugly, not like aesthetically unattractive, but ugly like this is chilling. Um, it also doesn't help that I've watched a lot of horror. There is a movie about this couple, young white couple. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg is uh, the male lead. And they get tricked into viewing a house in this new subdivision. And the entire movie is them descending into madness being stuck in this subdivision where they cannot leave no matter how hard they try it's a whole thing uh and i think it's probably called like the subdivision or something like that but that's what this reminded me of and i was like god damn i wonder if that was intentional or if this is such a common thing that it just this is just what it is so they they being peggy and steve have this kind of heart-to-heart moment where Natasha leaves and gives them their privacy and he's in this like big Hulkbuster looking suit and it was so I, I and I don't know if I'm thinking too much into it but it reminded me or it put me in the mind of yes they're superheroes and two people lost out of time and dealing with being in the future and that sure but it was also like the with COVID and with the pandemic and what people having to kind of create and develop a new normal and then also having the backdrop of people dying, people becoming disabled, people relying on certain medications and co having long COVID and all these other things. It kind of reminded me of, or put me in the mind of what does intimacy look like now? And y'all, please charge to my head, not my heart, if I'm saying something that is incorrect. But it, it, because I think 
when we see Peggy and Steve in their MCU iterations, they're just two human people, able-bodied, from the war, in love, whatever. And we don't get too much that stands in between them outside of like being a person lost out of time. And so to have this, because um, Peggy even says to him, she's like, hey, I... I want you, like, I'm well, not verbatim, but I want you, I miss you, um, I don't want to lose you again, and for him to be in this new state, like, that was never, it was never like, oh, I love you, but how are we going to make this work, because you're now a cyborg, it was very much like, I. this is the man who I love, this is the love of my life, and I... I'm so happy to have you back. Now, the other part of that is Marvel ain't really giving us a whole bunch of in-depth, intimate stories. Like, we got, like, what is it, Tony and, and Peggy got to get, like, we're not getting a whole lot of live action anyways. A bunch of love making and hand-holding and kissing and all that. So, that's also something to consider. But I did like the way this was handled. And this is speaking as someone who's not um, disabled. But I, there's something there, and I maybe can't put my finger on it. So, again, please charge it to my head, not my heart, if I'm... If if I'm saying something incorrectly or um, even if I need to walk some of this back for whatever reason. But it was something about those interactions that felt so, I hesitate to say hopeful. Because I was like, man, we only got 22 minutes. How much, we, like, what are we really going to get into? And what, what pissed me off more than anything, and it isn't anything bad for with the show. Because it's like, it's a show they needed to hit certain points. But when they were in that... Um, WandaVision as canopy thing and were hanging over the rail, kind of catching up and you could see the anticipation and the love and all that other stuff. But once they got ready to kiss, that's when all these fucking robots started attacking. I was pissed. I was like, let these motherfuckers lock lips at least once. My God, they have been separated for decades. Let these motherfuckers kiss. I was so mad. I was probably unreasonably mad because <laughs> I'm like, they've really sold this uh, not star-crossed lover. What is it? This like, whatever. Lover's out of time. Because uh, he had even mentioned something about time and she was like, hmm, what did she say? Something essentially alluding to we don't we never have enough time. And as soon as the man when they shot her, so they right before them lips touched, I was pissed. I almost I gotta say what I almost did, but I was pissed. <laughs> and so the rest of the episode is really just Nat fighting with her sisters from the red room and her mother figure from the red room and Peggy and Steve whooping each other's ass and the the cinematography and the choreo cinematography, the fight choreography is done really well. Um, I, I enjoyed it. And I really liked the edits, the transitions where there was one moment where Steve was just throwing fucking cars heavier. And you know, them old school cars from back in the day was heavy as shit. He was just flinging cars at Peggy and Natasha was in the, one of the fake buildings fighting with her sisters. And there was something about the transition of like knocking Peggy upside her fucking head and tossing her across the field. And how it transitioned right into Natasha being slammed against this wall. I was like, damn, this is... Y'all really put in work. You put thought and effort into this. This this is what the fuck I'm talking about. So, kudos to them there. And we end the episode with um, 
Steve and Peggy having a standoff. Just like their fourth standoff in the whole fucking 22-minute episode. And she's reasoning with him. And there was a moment that I was like, oh, I feel you, girl. She had her shield. And he, for like the 20th time, had his missile launcher hands pointed at her, getting ready to shoot her. And she's like pleading with him like, look, man, I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting. Because she, she was fighting but she was more or less like defending herself to like create distance. And when she dropped that shield, I was thinking, okay, you can get it back to Wakanda, but whatever. She dropped the shield. She dropped her defense and she's like, I am tired of fighting. I fought the war. I fought this and that. I'm tired. I want to be with you. Even if this is the end. And I was like, shit, who the fuck wrote this? Cause I am hanging on her every word. And Steve Kind of hesitated. He backed down a bit, took a couple steps back, and looked up at the red room because you know it's that flying structure above the earth. And he he looked up at it, and she pleaded with him like that, um, like the grandma and get out. <laughs> no, 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 no. And he took off. He took off. Put his helmet up. Flung himself or flew himself, propelled himself into the red room. Natasha was able to shoot off one of her Batman grappling hooks and tie up her um, mother figure's foot. So she died in that. Well, we think she may have died in that explosion. And that was that. And it was such a good show, I think, from start to finish where we kind of time jumped. I don't know how much time passed, maybe like a day or two. Uh... And Peggy is leaving. She's stealing one of Tony cars. Natasha like, nah, you can't do that. She's like, girl, I got to go find my man, Steve. I know he alive. And you don't believe it, but I know it. And Natasha's like, yeah, let's go. Now, what I like about them is I do, I do like them together. And I also like that this version of the Avengers had women on the team. It was Natasha, Peggy, and I'm, I assume Janet as the Wasp, even though she didn't speak. And it was, it was also Thor. Hawkeye and Iron Man. Um, and they only had, you know, their appearance at the very beginning of the episode, but it was still good to see uh, that there were more women on this team. And specifically with Natasha and Peggy, I liked their chemistry. I thought it was well. You guys let me know what you think. Do you think that they did not have chemistry or did you like their chemistry? Like any thoughts about, you know, Scarlet aside, whether you hate her or love her, I do think she did a really good job in this episode. Um, her voice acting was pretty good, but I could be biased because I'm just used to seeing her on screen <laughs> as um, as Black Widow. But I did like Peggy and Natasha's chemistry, and I would have loved to have seen, even if it was just one episode of them traveling together to find Steve. Whatever little hijinks they got into, whatever little battles they had to fight, like I just... I don't know. I enjoyed it. So, you know, you guys let me know if you did as well or if you're like, no, nah, this shit sucked. <laughs> that's fair, too, if that's how you felt. Um, but yeah, and so Peggy gets abducted. And when I, <laughs> the watcher is like, this little big head motherfucker, he's sitting here talking like, yeah, and, and this isn't the end for Peggy's story, this and that. And so when she got abducted, he was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> This is so funny. And once she got abducted, she, um, it's like this red energy sucked her up almost like a portal. And then Natasha jumped at her, but she wasn't able to get pulled through. Peggy's shouting for the watcher. And then it looks like, if I'm not mistaken, and y'all let me know, it looks like 
Black Doctor Strange or like Nick Fury and Doctor Strange mixed together and then also Wanda. So I'm wondering like, is this just Tony with a bald head or is this Nick Fury is the Sorcerer Supreme in this particular universe? But what he says is, yes, this is the one. She's the one who can save our queen. And who the fuck is the queen? Nigga, who are we talking about Storm? Are we talking about Jean Grey? Cause who else is the queen? Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if this was, I don't know what the hell going on, but I'm enjoying the ride. So if you guys know, you have a little bit of insight, let me know. We're going to move on to the next episode, which I believe is what if Kahari reshaped the world? I think that's next. So all that being said, y'all, thank you so much for listening, for following me on this. What the fuck if ride hit me up on Twitter and TikTok at carefree blurred, hit me up on IG and YouTube at carefree black nerd, check the videos, the podcast, five star reviews, all that good shit. And, um, Until next time, stay carefree, nerdy, and geeky, and we will check you in episode six. Mm